Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Max Scherzer and Corbin Burns are going in different directions. Let's discuss on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is September 20th, uh, Tuesday, by the way. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's take a look at these two. Max Scherzer uh, makes his return. Six perfect innings at the Milwaukee Brewers, where he had nine strikeouts with 15 swinging strikes on 68 pitches. Obviously, the Mets playing a little bit cautious there with Max Scherzer, but he was fantastic. Corbin Burns was not. He was hit hard once again. He gave up five runs over five and two-thirds innings pitched. Now has a 4.69 ERA in 12 second-half starts. Scott, what do you think? Scherzer, Burns, SP1 next year? What are we doing? (laughs) SP1 next year. Is that where we're going with this? Because... I think they'll be both in the discussion. I think there'll probably be six pitchers in the discussion for number one SP next year, which is uh, why I'm probably not going to be drafting the number one SP next year because I, I, I think I don't think there's a clear standout like we've seen in recent years. Uh, as for what's going on with Burns right now, I don't see a lot to be concerned about. I, I mean, yeah, in his... Uh, past seven starts, he has a 5.62 ERA, 1.27 WHIP, 9.1 K per nine, and that's even with an awesome eight inning, 14 strikeout effort in there. Burns has still struggled to that extent, so I understand the reason for the concern, but I don't see a lot of causes for for these struggles. The velocity is fine, the whiff rate still looks good. He's blaming pitch selection, like he's not doing a good job of putting hitters away. Once he sets them up, and in this most recent start, a three-run homer to Pete Alonso did most of the damage, but he doesn't sound concerned about the stuff either. So, good enough matchups the rest of the way that I think he just ride it out with Burns through thick and thin, and hope he hope he writes the ship with enough time to still be of assistance for you. Uh, final week of the season. So his next matchup is against the Reds. That's this week, and then next week Corbin Burns gets the Marlins and the Diamondbacks. So favorable matchups there. Absolutely. Looking at the season-long numbers for Corbin Burns, something that stands out quite a bit is just the home run rate. So last year, Cy Young season, uh, 0.38 home runs per nine. This year, he is at 1.12 home runs per nine. So that that is pretty drastic jump year over year. The home run to fly ball ratio has also more than doubled year over year. So it seems like might be a problem for uh, Corbin Burns. Rank these corner infielders, Scott, something we did on yesterday's podcast, but there's a lot of them that have been emerging recently. Eduardo Escobar went two for three with a walk and a double. He's looked great since returning from the IL. Joey Manessis, I know he's got some tough matchups coming up, but was great as well once again on Monday. Mm-hmm. He went four for four with his first steal of the season. Michael Tolia, uh, had two uh, two triples in this game, also picked up his first career stolen base. And Carlos Santana 
was one of your sleeper hitters, Scott. He had a double dong, including a grand slam. He has multiple homers in three three times in his last eight games. How do you rank these four? Escobar, Manessis, Tolia, and Carlos Santana. I'll give Manessis the slight edge over Escobar rest of season. The matchups are tough for Manessis, and it it makes him hard to recommend for that reason. And yet he just he just keeps getting it done. Four hit game with Kyle Wright on the mound for the Braves. So uh, still still doing great. Escobar's matchups are also pretty tough down the stretch. So that's part of the reason I prefer Manessis. Unless, of course, you need a third baseman. Obviously, Manessis can't do that for you. And then final two, look, Tolia, I think he's a pretty good play. A lot of power when he's at Coors Field, which he is for the rest of this week. But if you're already locked in for this week, I don't think there's any reason to bother with Tolia because it's the you know final week of the season. They're not going to be at Coors. So I'll, I'll put Santana over him. And so, again, that's Joey Manessis, then Eduardo Escobar, Carlos Santana, and Michael Tolia. Lastly, does this matter at all? Tyler Alexander took a no-hitter into the seventh inning at the Orioles, and he wound up with seven shutout, two hits, two walks, four strikeouts. But even with this outing, he has a 4.91 ERA. Doesn't matter. No, and he entered in his previous four starts a combined 19 earned runs. So he had shown nothing leading up to this start. And even as successful as it was, four strikeouts and five and. Sorry, four strikeouts in seven innings, only five swinging strikes. I don't think there's anything here with Tyler Alexander. Yeah, I think more than anything, the Orioles lineup is just slowing down a bit recently. So uh, would not yep. be scared of them if your pitcher is facing them down the stretch. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.